0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
1: Hey everybody, this is Studio C41 and I'm Bill Manning and we are here for another one-on-one interview and... I don't know how I'm going to put this. Uh, I am so stinking excited to have her join us. I sent her a message. Uh, she is uh, one of the very few people to have actually shoot EctoChrome before the rest of the world. And I sent her a message and she said that she was absolutely thrilled to talk about it. Sandra Cohn, how are you?
0: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
1: I, I, I'm just going to flat out say it right now. Um, and i think uh, a lot of people are feeling the same way i'm feeling i'm 100% mad jelly that you got to shoot <laughs> this before the rest of the world and um and, and we're going to dive in and talk about um you getting your hands on e100 and just going through all the emotions and 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 the experience shooting it because the the images that have um that you have posted and you shared on your stories and made it onto kodak professionals page are just Fantastic! And seeing those images, I just—I—I I literally got so excited that Kodak is bringing back something amazing. So we're we'll, we're gonna dive yeah. into it. Um. So uh, we're gonna get straight to it. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'd be happy to. So I am a studio photographer from Seattle, Washington, and I specialize mostly in like newborns and families, but I also do a lot of kind of fine art portrait work. Um, and I shoot exclusively in the studio and exclusively on film with um, studio lighting. Okay. So I'm a little bit of a weirdo in that way, I know, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I do. I've been doing it for a really long time. This is my, I'm like well into my 18th year. So I've been doing wow. this for about forever. Um, I'm also an educator. So I teach on Creative Live and I teach on Kelby One and a lot of the bigger platforms, and I speak around the country at places, and I teach workshops and you know, all the things. So um, I can say I am a passionate film photographer and a passionate educator, and um, yeah, I really love what I do. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I, I did not realize that you have been on creative Live. Wow. You you have no idea how many videos I'm going to, this is going to be a very, very special plug for creative live. This is your first free one creative live. So if you're ever interested in me, um, (laughs) this is only, this is the only freebie you get. Um, but uh, they are actually getting ready to do a podcast series I got an email from them yep. and um, I was like ooh I'm actually because honestly all this entire podcast has been built around YouTube videos and how do I do this how do I edit that so I'm actually very excited to see that so that's my one and only plug for creative live I've actually learned well, a lot from just them just to
0: piggyback on that I have yeah. to say so how I got in, involved with creative live mm-hmm. with similar they decided um, to do an entire week on film photography classes which was a first for creative live and really really good for our industry and i'm so i'll ever forever be grateful uh to them for doing that for the film community but also yes i went in and taught two classes during film week um yeah, one intro to film photography and one on using studio lighting with film photography. Oh, cool. Just what I do.
1: Wow. Yeah. I, we need to get a hold of Creative Live and see if they can give us like a little special hookup for the listeners and see maybe if we can get something like that, uh, some of your uh, content onto our website. Because I think oh, yeah. a lot of people would get a lot out of that. And I mean, honestly creative live I've learned so much when I started I started in digital I got into it and everything and then it just kind of grew and grew and then these live broadcasts I, I literally run it through the entire day while I'm at work and it's just running in the background and I've learned mm-hmm. honestly so much from it so uh um, oh, yeah, it's a great same. resource I
0: mean that was my experience too so I was a little starstruck when I was actually there in the studio <laughs> <laughs> wait a second, how did this happen? But um, yeah, it, they're amazing. And you can, I have, I have several classes there now. So you can go and ser- just search Sandra Cohen and it'll pull up all of my classes and people can have a look and check them out.
1: Very cool. Well, then I will make sure that I put that link into the show notes. Uh, so Wonderful. we'll make sure that uh, everybody gets access to that. So, cause you're, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say your photography is amazing. I uh, coming in from, not knowing much about your work and then seeing your studio lighting and stuff like that um i find it so intriguing that you have um natural this look of natural lighting and and having this um studio setup when when you go into the BTS and i'm like wow this is very very nice mm-hmm. and um i have to say i i'm very impressed because my i don't have a very large um Uh, studio to work out of and i primarily work with like a um like a 36 inch uh, octobox and stuff like that so it's really neat Mm -hmm. to see you know how lighting changes and i mean just listeners go to that i'm not gonna geek out over over studio uh stuff so but um so how did you get into photography
0: Well, it's kind of a funny story. Actually, it was a little bit of an accident. So, Mm -hmm. when I started this a million years ago, I was actually a teacher. So, I started out an educator. Mm -hmm. Um, I was teaching kindergarten and I was really poor. I mean, Mm -hmm. just being 100% honest, I was a first year teacher Mm -hmm. and, you know, really struggling to get by into my teacher's salary. And um, one of my best friends at the time had just got married and she was pregnant with her first baby. And this was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we were all still reeling from that. Remember that beautiful Demi Moore shot by, oh, you know, Andy yes. Wood, right? oh, yeah. they kind of like launched the maternity industry. Mm-hmm. And so I had said to her, I was like, gosh, you know, we should do a picture like that of you while you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so we did cause I'd always done photography and she loved it. And it was actually her idea. She was like, you know, you should offer Images like this to other people and supplement your teaching income. So I was like, ah, that's a really interesting idea. Okay. So I took her photos and I turned them into some little marketing, you know, postcards Mm -hmm. with my information on the back, you know, and then put them all over town and started getting calls. And it just kind of took off. So for me, it was a lot. There was this kind of convergence of, yes, I could take a really beautiful photo, but also time and place, right? Because Mm -hmm. the maternity industry wasn't what it is now. It was, that's just the beginning of that. And so I kind of got in on the ground floor. And, um, so within pretty darn quickly, um, I was booking a lot of clients and then those Mm -hmm. maternity clients would turn into newborn clients. Mm -hmm. And so I was growing a portfolio within about six months, I was able to go to part-time teaching. And within a couple of years, I decided just to quit teaching and go into photography 100% 100% of the time.
1: Wow. So that's
0: how I got started. I know, right? Kind of crazy. Um, but I couldn't be happier. I just, I adore this career and what we do as
1: photographers. Uh, that is amazing. I, I love hearing stories like that because uh, it, it, I think you are started out in the way that so many photographers have started out and just saying, hey, I'm going to uh, start off Uh, as a secondary income and then it just kind of grew and grew and grew and 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 when good work uh, shows up and people return and I I think one of the biggest things that you had mentioned was that it started off with maternity and then they came back as newborns Uh, that's phenomenal and I think that's a really cool experience I mean do you also get like um when there are also newborns where they come back and they say, Hey, we'd want to do a family portrait. And then oh, they, yeah. and then they come back and they're like three or four years old or even older. Oh, yeah. I,
0: I mean, it's amazing, right? Yeah. Cause I've been doing this now for so long that yeah. I have clients whose maternity photos that I've taken that I'm now, you know, doing their high school graduation and, you know, wow, our mitzvahs and, you know, like all these, like, like these, babies are growing up right in front of me. It's really humbling and oh, wow. amazing. Oh,
1: yeah, that is amazing. And you know, it, it it's it's one of those things. Like I remember I came in I did a portrait of a family a long time ago and uh and they asked me to come back and do their uh portraits uh about every other year and everything. And every time I come to their house and they have my pictures that I've shot of them on the wall. And I'm just like, man, that is just it really is humbling um, yeah. because you, you see your work hanging up on their walls. Like, I can't believe that you actually found my work worthy enough to be on your wall. Um, yeah, it, it's it's something amazing. And that's uh, that's very, very cool. So
0: well, and I, I just got, got to say this because like you mm-hmm. kind of are touching on something that I'm so passionate about. And mm-hmm. it's really the reason why I teach honestly, Mm. is yes, like, oh my God, you walk in and like, those people have my pictures on their wall. That's crazy. But it also makes you realize how important what we do actually is. is. I know I teach so many photographers and I work with so many photographers, especially if if I'm being honest, newborn and family photographers who feel like their work isn't respected or taken seriously Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I believe that our work as family photographers, as portrait photographers is Monumentally important, because not only are those images hanging on their walls, that's their story, that's yeah. their family. you know those are the pictures that become heirlooms. those are like every time I take a photo of a newborn, I think to myself, "This newborn's going to be somebody's grandparent someday. you know, I want to show a piece of who they are right now mm-hmm. for those people in the future, you know, oh, and absolutely. i it gives me goosebumps. I think it's so important, and it's just again, humbling is the word that always comes to me Mm -hmm. because it really does take my breath away. I think the work that we do as photographers is incredibly important. It's so much more than just a picture, you know, it's a story, it's a history. Yeah.
1: You hit it right. You hit the nail right on the head. And I think, um, I know for a fact, like I have family photos and you know, this is your uncle, you know, your great great uncle Henry when he was, you know, a year old, you know, and th- these are images from like 1950 or something like that. And these are so coveted by our family. And um, and I recently had an experience quite the opposite from you, um, where I actually had photographed um, a wonderful woman. Uh, unfortunately, she. I just received news that she passed away, but she celebrated a mm. hundred years of life. Wow! Um, and so I had never met her. Um the the engagement that I had with her was incredibly short. Where the the only I shot it on four by five, and I literally oh, only had just a couple minutes to shoot it. And and she was already off to seeing family and everything and just seeing how the family was with her. Like after the four by five, I went and shot uh, the images of the event and all that stuff. And, you know, just to see how happy she was. And then for me to take her very last portrait,
0: yeah.
1: um, it just I didn't think about it until after I received word that she had passed away. And I was just one of those. It really set me in my place like. Mm -hmm. There's no words for me to really describe the emotion other than just like, you know, how impactful that is to that family to to have that portrait for them. And it's it it really is humbling. Um, And, you know, I've tried my crack at uh, and I have to give it to you guys. My my hats off to newborn photographers. I've I've tried my best. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, it is incredibly difficult. I mean, like explain to me the process. Like there was so much patience involved with it. And I remember working out of the studio. We, we were working out of a creative studio and, or one, uh, a community studio. And I remember I'm um, working with a client and then this photographer literally running out of the room with the baby in their hand camera on their hip. And Uh, the baby had an accident and they, the, the, and it got everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I'm just sitting there going, Oh, I'm so glad I'm not that photographer right now, but (laughs) like, you know, but you know, it's one of those things like it kind of give clarity as far as like, I know you mentioned that uh, not much appreciation goes to them. And after seeing something like that for me, um, I'm going, I have so much more appreciation for what, newborn and maternity photographers uh, do. So it it kind of break down the day of like a newborn uh, shoot.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, I've got it down to a science because I've done it Mm -hmm. forever. Um, I'm the mother of twins and I was a teacher beforehand. So I feel like little kids are my people, like they get me, like we understand each other. Mm -hmm. So I will say that. I'll also say I I get pee to pooped on all the time and it totally doesn't even faze me. Mm -hmm. And what I say to the parents is like, listen what's going to happen is going to happen. They're a baby. As long as I can't see it in my frame, I'm not going to worry about it. Mm. So if a baby will sit and this has happened and peed everywhere and is sitting in their own pee and still happily sleeping and I can't Mm. see it in Mm. the frame, I'll just leave them in it until the end of the shoot. (laughs) But like, Really. Um, I have a whole I have a whole system flow mm. and a routine so people come in I always work with the baby first I don't do elaborate posing I don't do mm. what I call a natural posing it's all natural led posing mm. so I'm not one of those photographers who puts a baby in a basket or props them up on their hands or does anything like that so mm-hmm. all the babies I work with I'm working it with in positions that babies are naturally in. So they're on their back, they're on their side, they're on their belly, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, a different approach too. And yeah, and so then I'll work with the baby. I'm really good at getting babies comfortable and asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And I get baby ready and then we do some with baby. I bring mom in, we do baby and mom, Mm -hmm. bring dad in, we do baby mom and dad. Um, And then we do baby and dad and then we're done. It's a pretty sweet system. So my newborn sessions take anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half it's not wow. it's not longer than any normal session
1: wow that that right there is uh incredible because when i tried it it ended up being like a 3 or 4 hour thing because the <laughs> baby was just not happy <laughs> Um, you know, the baby was uncomfortable. That was really and hard. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was just one of those things. Like I walked away from that experience. Like I gave them pictures that they absolutely loved. Right. And so yeah. um, but like there's so many more things that happen outside of it. Like, you know, make sure the baby is well fed and all that stuff. So yeah. it's sleeping oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Like and I didn't know any of all that. All
0: my clients for that. Like before yeah. they even come to the door, I'm like, you need to do this, 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 and this, That's how it's going to go. But you learn mm-hmm. that, you know, I've been doing it for a million years. Exactly. So, um, you, you learn all of that stuff and you start to learn kind of the little signals that babies give you and things that naturally calm babies down. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't always the baby whisperer that I am.
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it, it's, um, for example, I'm not a parent. Um, so right. I think it's, I think the dynamic is very different. So it's just like, like if, yeah. if a baby starting to have an accident or start crying, then I'm going, I'm holding it going, I don't know what I'm I doing, know what you do. know, or exactly yeah. please solve this for me. So I, I, yes kudos to you that's that's amazing because i walked away from it saying you know what maybe when i become a parent um i will probably consider it once i understand baby uh yeah well, just once me. I understand
0: these little creatures yeah
1: exactly so uh well that's that's really cool so um let's let's sh- shift gears a little bit uh so i know everybody's really really ratcheting up and talking about this uh the ectochrome so uh for the news uh people that do not know uh which if you don't know honestly you must be living under a rock at this point but um godak is bringing back uh some film and it's uh pretty amazing uh news uh for the past two years um since the announcement at c e s they are bringing back ectochrome and it's been a huge uphill battle for them uh so many um new technological advancements we're not going to get super techie if you really want to hear how we got into it there's two great podcast episodes one with the code uh where they get into the technical nitty-gritty and it was released i want to say november 2017 uh, i'll add the link in there and um, they brought in matt Stofel. uh they had megan and um josh and then um a few other of the execs that were uh, in charge of the production and bringing back this uh, film so they got super super technical and you know lots of numbers thrown around so if you if that's if you have not heard that episode i highly recommend going back and listening to that um and then we also traveled to uh studio c41 also traveled to um to rockchester and we actually had a sit down with uh matt Stoffel, and uh Josh Kuhn. and we talked a little bit about uh ectochrome, um but we got into a lot about how film is made there, so uh please oh my
0: gosh, so fun was that so much fun
1: oh my gosh you you have no idea like i've that was one of the most eye opening experiences um i just i I could go on all day that's a podcast uh, well, we actually did a podcast on on talking about that experience, and it was just amazing I mean it was like. Willie Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Honestly,
0: that's what I was thinking. Yes, you said that. That's so funny.
1: It really was. So, but yeah, go over there, guys. Listen to those two episodes. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, so, but we are going to be talking uh, to Sandra here about her experience actually shooting it uh, before it actually gets into the hands of everybody else. So, explain to me how the heck did you? get your hands on this. Like, I mean, how did the Kodak come (laughs) to you about this? So
0: I, you know, if I'm being 100% honest, Mm -hmm. um, as far as like, how did I get picked to be on the beta team? Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm 100% sure. Um, (laughs) I know they, they, I mean, for real, like they, they contacted me and asked me if I would be interested. And of course I was like, yes, of course. Um, I do, you know, like I said, I shoot exclusively on film. I shoot exclusively in studio with studio lighting. So I'm a Mm -hmm. little bit of like a weirdo in that way. And not, (laughs) there's not a lot of people in the film community who do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that that helps, but, um, it's been so fun. It's been so fun. I've never been so nervous in my life (laughs) to shoot something, Ever, because I'm like you can't screw it up, Cone. You know, <laughs> you gotta like, do a good job. So um, there's been that, and um yeah. So what do you want to know?
1: So okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> so the the package came in. Like, did you know that package right off the bat was?
0: Oh yeah. They okay. To, they, yeah, they had told me that you know we would had got this conversation. Would you be interested in doing this? I was like, yeah. oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and they, um, yeah, and so they they yeah, they sent out a note to all of us on the team, mm. just saying, "Hey, listen, it's on its way, keep an eye out for it, and then um let us know when you get it, So I knew it was showing up, but <laughs> it, it awesome. was it was crazy, it was like Christmas morning, it was like you know, waiting and waiting for the mailman, and the mailman showed up, and I, like basically <laughs> ran out and hugged him, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, like,
1: like, that's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah it's a good then, thing you know,
1: did they give you any tracking number or anything like that because I would be refreshing that web page oh, yeah. like every five Absolutely. seconds
0: <laughs> yeah no same I mean I've been a nervous wreck and it's been fun to reach out to some of the other photographers too and and you know hear what everybody's process is so hmm. um yeah it's it's crazy, right? Like it's really fun and it's beautiful. Mm. Um, all right, so ask me your questions. So I'm, I'm like ready right, just I I, I could okay. just talk about her. but if you want me to, I will. Or I can wait and take questions.
1: So no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, and um, and I do have a list of questions for you. Um, uh, we actually, and if you are not a member of the Studio C41 Facebook group, uh, join because you could actually have asked Sandra some questions, and the members that are in the group did ask some questions for you, and we'll get into those here in just a minute because there are some really great questions, and uh, I will try to ask my questions around it so I don't steal anybody's thunder. Um okay. <laughs> so, so um so you got this film and um loading it into camera like what were what were some of your choices as far as like the equipment and everything like that um in, in shooting this?
0: Well it's interesting because currently it's only available in 35 millimeter mm-hmm. and I usually shoot medium format. Mm-hmm. So um So that's a little different. I'm not used to shooting on uh, my 35 millimeter camera, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I have one. And so I just busted out. I am shooting at um, my test rolls on my old Canon Elan 7.
1: Oh, nice. That I
0: used to shoot with in the 90s and um, using the uh, Canon 85 millimeter 1.2 lens, which is a beautiful. beautiful lens. Mm-hmm. and then i use pro photo lights and so i'm using a pro photo b2 to nice. um, shoot everything with and that's my setup it's not it's not a lot it's not super fancy mm-hmm. um but i mean the images are just phenomenal so i've been really happy with them
1: that's amazing it, it, yeah so and i noticed you and um for those that are interested we'll link it into the show notes as well uh, if you haven't seen the images yet but w- i was seeing your behind the scenes stories on instagram yeah. and i was really interested because i knew that like looking at the past history of ektachrome is a very um punchy as far as colors mm-hmm. go and everything so when you were setting up the, the red backdrops and um and, and that blue backdrop, mm-hmm. like were those decisions on purpose like, you know, or was that hey, this would look like a really good color, like um as far as like your decision as far as how you wanted to do these particular shots?
0: No, I knew mm-hmm. it, I knew that it was a punchy color film and I wanted to play with that a lot. So Um, even, you know, the, the, the blue backdrop, um, you know, we put big orange flowers in her hair. Like I was really wanting to play around with those colors and really Mm. have fun with it and accentuate that, um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's really different than my normal palette. Mm -hmm. So if you look at my work, my normal palette is very neutral Mm -hmm. and, um, that works with what I do. So I wanted to, I wanted to mix it up a little bit. I wanted to play with, the color profile Mm -hmm. of the film stock. And then, um, yeah, I wanted to create something with a little bit of possess. So that's why I went for that red backdrop. I was like, let's just do this. Like if we're going to do it, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I was really curious about is that, um, You know, Ektachrome. this is the film that used to be used not only by National Geographic and all these amazing photographers, Mm -hmm. but also real editorial work. Like this was traditionally used for fashion and, you know, that sort of thing. And so I wanted to try to recreate that kind of look. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see what it was going to do with skin tones especially because I'm so used to shooting like Portra 400 or mm-hmm. Portra 800, you know, I know what those skin tones are going to be and what it's going to do. Um, so I was really curious to see that. And so I actually took a lot of skin and I still have um, several wolves at the lab that I haven't seen, but I mm-hmm. experimented, I'm trying to do a real broad range of skin tones as well mm-hmm. from really, really pale to, you know, darker and darker and darker as we go, all different, because i'm I'm curious like I'm curious as a as a portrait photographer and as an artist but also I think it's I mean what I've seen so far with the um, ectochrome is that the skin tone is just like on point it's mm-hmm. really amazing and what's fun about this film and now why I see why it was used to be used for editorial mm-hmm. or for fashion is that unlike, some of the C41 films that we're all used to using, this is so what you see is what you get,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is what making slide, you know, shooting with slide film is so fun because you see it, you meter it. Right. And it's like the, the interpretation is what you're, you know, is as what you're seeing. There's, you know, you know what I mean? Right. Like when oh, you're absolutely. shooting with the, but the C41, like the whole thing about that, when, and when I taught this in my when I taught on Creative Live, is you know, you have to really learn your film stocks. And because they're all a little bit different, they're all going to give you something a little bit different. Um this, I mean, it, it's really fun. So that makes it fun for shooting studio too, because it's it's really um a very literal film, I guess, is the way to put it. It's a literal stock, more so than my experience with some of the other film stocks that's very which yeah, I'm loving, which is fun. That,
1: that's very interesting. I, I think you, you, you're, we're heading in that direction. I think you and I are, uh, are kind of on the same page with this. Um, when you said that it's a very, what you see, what you get, um, can you walk me through your process as far as like how you determine the metering? And, you know, I guess it's pretty standard. I know like you hear the, the, the mantras with like portrait 400, you know, uh, you know, expose it for, you know, 320 and then, you know, meter for your shadows. Um, so what what was your experience when you got the role? And I'm guessing you overexposed a stop, underexposed a stop, and then I guess you were kind of playing around with those different exposures?
0: Well, I knew right away mm. that um the E6 films uh, meter really differently than C41. Mm-hmm. So they don't have the latitude that Say, Portrait 400 would have, or any of the C41 films. Like, you know, you can take a negative color negative and overexpose it by six, seven stops. So you're not going to lose detail in your highlights, as we all know, which is one of the reasons why we love shooting film, right? Well, that's not the case with the chrome films. So, um, with the E6, you don't have the latitude that you have with the C41s. And so you actually have to be much more careful with that. So I knew that going into it. Mm-hmm. And so I metered for my highlights and you see, so you just rate it at box speed. I metered for my highlights because, you know, like the, the image, um, that I shared on my Instagram page, you know, with the gray backdrop and the beautiful skin tones and yes. this, um, I wanted those deep, dark shadows. I wanted that drama. And so I metered for the highlights, but I wouldn't, you wouldn't want to meter for your shadows with this, this film, you really would blow out your highlights. Right. And just for fun, I did do an exposure test on one mm-hmm. of the roles. Um, so I did a seven-stop exposure test.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: I, sh- yeah. And I shared some of that in my stories. So if you go to my Instagram, it's Andrew Cohn. You know how like under stories, you have the little highlighted stories? Yes. I have a whole section on Ectachrome there where I'm saving oh, everything. Awesome. And I, I share the results from that exposure test in there and then talk about how to meter so what i'm telling people is you want to meter, it you want to rate it at box speed mm-hmm. and you want to meter for your midtones tones or your highlight very that was a really long way to answer that question
1: <laughs> no I, I i think that was really uh interesting to, to hear like in a studio environment because um I, i've never honestly i've never shot slide in a Uh, studio environment just simply because I've always been too afraid of the how punchy the colors would look because uh, the only things that I have in my refrigerator right now are Provia 100F and uh, Velvia 50 and um, Stephen um, will swear by Provia 100 for studio and um, and he said that uh, uh, he he would shoot that all day long in the studio and um, and I'm I'm trying to build up some courage for it, but definitely not with the Velvia 50. Um, I've been told that uh, people will turn out as Oompa Loompas um, with with Velvia 50. So I've never really shot slide. I've always generally stuck with like uh, uh, Portra 400 and Portra 160 um, Mm -hmm. for those types of shoots. So that's really exciting to, uh, especially when you posted up your images going, oh my gosh, this was in a studio environment. And this is... This is what is going to be really cool because this Mm -hmm. is going to be a new look. So like, tell me about the tonalities and like um, and I guess this is going to kind of get a little techie. But so the images that we've kind of seen are more so along the lines of like the Instagram and um, like the skins that you have gotten um really really kind of you kind of gotten in there could you tell us a little bit about the detail that you got out of these these shots because i know you used fantastic uh a fantastic lens um and uh, you said it was the 85 millimeter 1.2 from canon correct yeah okay Mm -hmm. so yeah tell me a little bit about the detail in 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 the grain structure and all that
0: Oh, it's just, it's beautiful. And keep in mind, Mm. this is 35 millimeter, right? Right. I'm used to shooting medium format. And I, one of the things I don't like about 35 millimeter why I stay away from it is I don't love the grain structure of 35 millimeter. And these are like smooth, like butter. It's crazy. Mm. (laughs) I mean, really, I I mean, you've seen them on, on the Instagram and they look beautiful, but Mm. I pulled them up on my big giant studio computer computers. And, um, it's just, it's beautiful. And the, the tones are, are real lovely. I'm, I've only gotten three rolls of the beta test back so Mm. far and I'm waiting on more. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I'm curious to see what it's going to do with other skin tones. My prediction is it's going to do just fine. Cause I was so <laughs> blown away with what we got here. Um, but I'll be able to tell you more soon. So you have to keep watching on, on Instagram because oh, this is sure. going to be a slow drip as the stuff keeps coming in, you know, over time. Um, but beautiful grain, really smooth. It's just, it's, you know, it's, a, it's like a, it's like the perfect studio film, honestly.
1: That's, that's awesome to hear because i when i saw those images i love first of all i think your images are fantastic i felt like um especially the one with the red the red backdrop um yeah. just was so full of emotion uh, uh, very joyish but what i would really blew me away was the red that you got out of it and then the skin tones
0: and and that, that they like the skin tone is so good and the red is so good I mean, that was another thing I really wanted to see because the, that can be a hard marriage, right? right? Which is probably what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, wasn't that amazing?
1: Oh, my gosh. I, you know, you could have easily fooled so many people saying, you know, make a decision. Was this shot on film or on on a digital camera? And, you know, most, I would say people that are not familiar with film and everything like that would have said it was a digital uh, yeah. image, I mean, it's just absolutely mind boggling to see literally this technology. This this is new tech that's going yeah. into this film, and I, I think a lot of people don't realize that because going back to the Kodak uh interviews, um, th- they had new chemical ways to replace old mechanical ways of making this E6 film, so it's actually. Uh, exciting to see this is literally like brand new stuff. This isn't traditional E6 uh, technology that's gone behind this. So this is really exciting.
0: I mean, isn't that so cool. And to your point about it looking digital. So it's funny. I posted these on one of the Facebook groups I'm on and I posted that red image. And Mm. there was a comment that, gosh, this looks so much like a digital, like a digital render. Mm. Um, And I was like, yeah, I agree. But think about that for a second. So, as a film photographer, what does that, that, what that gives you. So for me, that means I can get that my light, like now I feel unstoppable, right? Because I can mm-hmm. get my light and airy look that I'm getting. I can get my past look that I get. I can get all the things that I love and I can get, or I can get real at what you see is what you get.
1: Mm-hmm. Similar,
0: the kind of a render, right? Right. Only one step further without all the must. Because if I you know that red image that you're talking about, Mm. had I shot that on my digital camera, I would have had to go in and do post production work and, you know, and do Mm -hmm. all the things that does. And I don't I just sent it to the lab and got it back, you know? So
1: (laughs) So there was nothing um, done to that.
0: No, those were everything I posted was a straight scan. Wow.
1: That is phenomenal it's a
0: game changer it's a game changer as far as i'm concerned
1: ah oh my gosh i'm i'm getting even more jealous this is not fair codec <laughs> laris send me some already please uh all right so we're going to change up gears now and um i think i did a pretty good job avoiding uh these other folks uh their questions so again uh listeners if you would like to get an early scoop on upcoming interviews and like to ask the interviewee the uh questions. Um, you can join us on our Facebook group and um uh this is the opportunity to potentially uh talk to the person directly. So um we'll go ahead and go straight down the list. Um so Stephen Wallace, um, on our 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 great co-host, uh his question is where Uh, where do you see slide film ending up in your workflow now Uh, after the results will ectochrome take a place, take place uh, of color negative film for your work?
0: Yeah, that's such a good question. If you would have asked me that before I got my test rules back, I would have been like, Oh no, never. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm gonna, gonna do is my c41 forever but it's just, like i said it's a game changer now because it gives me another tool in my tool toolbox you know mm-hmm. that i can keep in my back pocket and more creative freedom so i what what i always say when i'm teaching film is the reason that i love teaching film is that each stock is different, right? Mm-hmm. Each stock has its own, I call them personalities, its own color profile, grain structure, its own way of reading light. You can do things with different ones when you get to really know each individual stocks, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the way a painter will choose to do a painting in either, you know, watercolor or oil, sure. like they're all different. And I feel like now with the Ectochrome, that's just one more tool that I have. Mm-hmm. So if I want those real editorial, if I want that editorial look, If I want something that has a little more drama, if I want that pop of color, but still those beautiful skin tones. if I want all of those characteristics that I now know Mm. this film has, then I can grab it. And I'm absolutely going to keep testing this film like you're saying like you're going to be up there at midnight waiting to order your film yeah i will be too i'm going to be doing that too <laughs> because they sent me these and then we're done so i'm gonna i'll be right there with you standing in line
1: awesome uh, very cool so
0: it won't replace it won't replace what i shoot now but mm. it will definitely be here on hand in my arsenal answer his question for sure and if they come out with it in 120 i actually might die i actually might just die of happiness <laughs> that would make all my dreams come true
1: yeah i i i'm right there with you on that one so um but kodak lara said in order for 120 to happen everybody needs to be able to buy it up in 35 millimeter first so uh, yeah we, they will
0: it's oh yeah crazy
1: Yeah, oh yeah Oh, cool. Well, um, so there was a follow up question um, to Stephen Wallace's. And um, and so we kind of have a kind of a back and forth with um, another one, uh, Joseph Calvo. Uh, He also asks uh, if he would like to hear your opinion about color rendering of Ectochrome. And if you think it would translate to your newborn work. And yeah. And have you tried it it with your newborn?
0: I have. I was going to say, I know it well because I did it. Um, yeah, I just haven't shared those yet, mm-hmm. but, um, my concern was that, you know, with, because I, my newborn work is like newborn skin and it's white, and I was worried it was going to be really blue mm-hmm. and, um, it's beautiful. I'll share those. I'm kind of, like I said, I'm slow dripping them, but mm-hmm. I, I have shot them with newborns. I shot them with a toddler. I've shot it with, like, I'm doing all the things that I want to see. And, um, it's beautiful. It's different. You know mm. it doesn't look like the work I shoot with Portrait Four hundred, obviously mm. um, it's a little more literal mm-hmm. like I said it's like it's definitely a what you see is what you get, but I like it and I said, you know again, I think it would be depending on what I was using the film for, like what sure. I was doing with the shots and um, what I was hoping to get out of them absolutely and you know wouldn't it be fun now I'm now I want to see if I can create this. <laughs> But, you know, if you have, you know, you have a baby come with like bright yellow or, you know, it's those mm-hmm. colors that, that just really sing with this film, match with these beautiful, perfect skin tones. So, mm-hmm. um, did I get off topic? What did he ask? No, have no. No? Okay.
1: <laughs> Trust me. Uh, you, once we're on Ectochrome, there's no getting off topic. Okay, okay.
0: So, <laughs> so maybe, yeah, so what how do i think it'll work with newborn i think it would mm-hmm. be perfect with newborn. It's beautiful
1: oh that's that's great to hear um yeah okay so um the next question so again uh this is another follow up with uh steven and he said uh what was your experience with slide film before the beta test um and i guess uh kind of to build on top of that Um, would you say that your opinion of it has changed and do you see yourself kind of, and I know we kind of talked about it with the newborn stuff, but do you see this kind of adding this more into your arsenal for other things as well?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will definitely be adding it into my arsenal of things. So for the beta test, I really have just focused on studio work. That's part of the reason I'm in the group, right? It's Mm because that's what I can bring. There are other people out there shooting landscapes and doing a much better job of it than I ever will. So I was like, no, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to focus on studio. However, that said for personal use, I would absolutely love to do that. Like I can definitely see like, this is a vacation film. Like I'd love to take it into like Venice or Murano or something, or, Mm -hmm. you know, like those travel photos I think would be phenomenal. Um, so yes, I will definitely be adding this into my arsenal. What was the first part of that question?
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, so um, uh, can you tell us about your experience shooting with slide film beforehand oh, before. and has it changed sure. your opinion now if you had a differing opinion about it beforehand? Yeah.
0: So um, I grew up on slide film. My dad took, my dad shot exochrome It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so that's how we watched our family photos, right? We're on slides, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Personally shooting it. So like I said, I was coming up in the 90s and the early 2000s, the early aughts. Mm-hmm. And so when I was shooting slide film back then, of course, the big thing was you shoot the slide film, and you cross process it. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you remember? Did you do that? I don't know how old you are, but that was a big thing. <laughs> yeah, um, And then you get these like wacky colors and, um, it was really fun. So that's mostly what I had done with slide film, mm-hmm. uh, before. And so, yeah, it has changed my opinion of it. Um, I mean, it, it sounds kind of weird. I feel like it's just, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a mature film. Like, I don't know why those words come to my mouth, my mouth, but almost mm-hmm. like like a grown up film. Like it feels, um, like it's serious. So I, like, I think that this is a, like I said, it's a great editorial film. It's a great studio film. Um, the photos I'm seeing of it with landscapes are phenomenal. So it has changed my opinion of it. And yes, I will be shooting it more.
1: Awesome. That's great Sorry. to hear. Uh, And we have one last question from the group. Uh, We have Peter uh, Gombos and uh, he asks, I'd like to know uh, if there were there was any negatives working with the new emulsion. Excuse the pun. So um, (laughs) I guess, do you have anything to kind of critique um, uh, any weaknesses that you've kind of noticed in shooting this film?
0: You know, I honestly don't. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? And I'm not just saying that just to be nice. Like mm-hmm. for real, I was nothing but blown away by by the results I've seen so far.
1: Oh, that's very cool. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's funny that you mentioned that and um, that you said that um, that you really didn't have anything negative. <laughs> It's really hard to say negative with uh I
0: know. <laughs> when negative we're talking positive.
1: about positive so, positive things to say yeah, um but uh, there's another beta tester, uh, his name is Michael turek. I uh, highly recommend following him. He's a solid follower on Instagram as well. um He does a lot of uh double exposures and blending the two images together honestly i've I find that incredibly uh creative, but he did an Instagram story where he did a ten stop I know uh, exposure. My- And, uh, well, 10 stops overexposed and, uh, you know, I was kind of laughing about it because I mean, obviously an exposure that's 10 stops over is just straight out completely unusable. However, with that caveat, uh, there was still something there and you can still, which blows my mind. Exactly. Like I would expect like a clear transparency or something at that point. Um, but that just goes to show that there, I mean, I've shot I'm not trying to give Fuji a hard time here but I've shot you know Velvia 100 and I would be three stops overexposed and like there's you know nothing I mean even my shadows are starting to to disappear on me so it's really amazing to see that there is some kind of flexibility and I know we haven't even like fully dived into you know what this film is capable of yet and not and that's going to be more and more that's going to be coming out but to see that there is detail and and you can still make out things in a 10 stop overexposed image is just absolutely mind blowing. So that's yeah, it's that blew my miracle. mind. I
0: actually sent him a PM when he said those. And I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I can't believe you have anything left in the frame. And he was like, yeah, same. Yeah. Um, but right. Like blew my mind.
1: That's awesome. Well, cool. Because
0: even at, when I did my exposure test, I just mm-hmm. went to three stops over. Yeah. I mean, it's blown. I mean, you blow highlights and his image, too. Like, it, it's blown, obviously. Right. Yeah. But there's still detail there. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think that's one of those things like, if you're going to overexpose by like 10 stops, um, just know that you're not going to really get anything usable out of it. But, you know, just as a kind of a baseline to know that, you know, it, it even if you might be a stopover exposed, you might have something workable, you know, that's just yeah. really exciting to see, um, uh, come out of that. So, um,
0: yeah, I agree.
1: So we're now getting ready to wrap up here. And normally I try to ask, um, everyone that I interview before I hit the big red button, um, is, is there a question that I did not ask during this interview that you would have liked me to have asked?
0: Oh man, that's actually a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) I think you asked some really great questions. Um, you know, no, okay, I guess,
1: (laughs) and and that is totally fine because that just means we had a very great conversation, to be honest
0: with you. I think we hit all the notes. Definitely.
1: Awesome. Well, I know everybody listening in their cars right now are going, why didn't you ask this? Why didn't you ask that? And you know what? There are just so many questions um, to be asked about Ectochrome. And honestly, I think everybody's situation is very different. Um, And, you know, it's just one of those, you know what, if you really want to know, go when they hit shelves, go out and buy a roll and and test it out yourself. And that's the whole reason, uh, you know, Kodak is doing all this is you know, a a new option to be creative. And I think that's so important. So, um, let's, let's, um, how do we find your website? How we find your educational stuff? I know you had a creative live and again, we'll put all that into the show notes, but, um, how, how do we uh, follow you and all that stuff?
0: Yeah. Well, you can find me on Instagram um, at Sandra Cohn, and Cone is spelled C O A N. It's kind of a weird spelling. Um, I'll be sharing a lot of the extrachrome results. I'm sharing a lot of the behind the scenes, and I'm saving and story highlights the whole extrachrome process from the moment I opened my box through the shoots, through the exposure tests, through the results I'm getting and all of that's there. So you can definitely go check that out and ask me questions about that. I also have a site that I've built just for photographers which is sandraconeeducation.com and I teach a lot about shooting film with studio lighting um, and I talk a lot about business. I'm very passionate about not only photography but of the art of running a profitable business. Um, so I talk a lot about that as well. And um, yeah, you can find me there if you just want to see my my work, my client work, what I do, you can go to sandracone.com. Um, yeah, you'll link to the creative life classes, but I have several creative life classes you can check out. And I think those are all the ways. <laughs> awesome. Um, Yeah. So, and definitely, you know, I love hearing from people and I am an open book. I'm certainly not one of those photographers that don't like to tell people about my process or what to do. So I love telling people, if you do follow me, if you have a question, if you want to reach out, please do. I love hearing from people and you can always, you know, reach out to me on Instagram or through my Sandra Cone education site, my contact form.
1: That's really awesome, Sandra, that you you help out with um, studio lighting. And um, I, I find that area uh, interesting myself. And um, I, I, I generally work with it mostly with digital. Um, so uh, just quickly, um, I guess, how do you, uh, how do you do all that uh, studio stuff? Uh, do you have an educational site for that as well?
0: Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So, with the studio uh, lighting for photography, I, of mm-hmm. course, I have a class on Creative Live. It's a really great class, about I do say so myself. <laughs> um, I also do one on one, I call it light coaching, where I do Skype sessions with people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all people need to get started is like, let me just show you a few basics yeah. and get started. And we can do that over a Skype session, no matter where you live in okay. the world, which is really fun. Yeah. So, I do one on ones by the hour. I have a one-hour package, a three-hour package, and then I actually have an all-day intensive um, one-on-one lighting package that I offer that's actually mm-hmm. here in my studio. So we oh, cool. come to Seattle, we work together, we you know, do all the things. And that's really nice because it's nice having somebody right there next to you yeah. troubleshooting everything with oh, yeah. like you. Um, And then I have an offshoot on that because what the question I always get is, okay, well, what if I want to bring a friend or would you do a Mm -hmm. two to one or three on one or something? And so I do have a group package too, like, if it's just you and a couple of friends and you want to come in and learn lighting. um, Yeah, all of that. And all that's listed on my, on my Sandricone education site.
1: Awesome. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have to sign up for that because um, I I've shot in the studio um, and I've done a little bit of the film stuff, but you the lighting that you produce is just absolutely phenomenal. So I might actually have to take you up on, on that. So. Um, oh, that would be really fun. Very <laughs> cool. Uh, well, uh, we got one last thing out of all this. Uh, normally I close with saying, shoot some film naked. I don't know if you can help me out with closing.
0: Oh, sure. Shoot some film. Dang it.
1: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, however, the conversation does not end. Please join us over on the Studio C41 group. Sandra actually just joined us. So uh, if you have more questions about Ectochrome, again, you can absolutely uh, send her a private message. Um, and you can now also join our Facebook group and we can actually have a great conversation there because a lot of people have a lot of questions. And Sandra, You are so lucky. I'm still so jelly. Uh, Now that I have this more information, I just, it just makes me so upset that I don't have it in my camera right now. So.
0: Well, soon, soon you will be able to. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. All right, guys, well, we will see you on the next episode.